Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. play tonight, Love is News. The starring players, this is Jack Benny. This is Ann Carradine. And this is Jane Clayton. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in that delightful comedy, Love is News. Starring Ann Sheridan as Tony Gateson, Jack Benny as Steve Layton, and James Gleason as Marty Canavan. <laughs> Steve Layton had two pet peeves his managing editor, Marty Canavan, and the nobility conscious heiress, Tony Gateson. As our story begins, Steve has just been fired from his job on the Daily Express and has gone to a nearby restaurant where he is playing the pinball machine and concentrating on hating Marty Canavan. Well, Stevie, my boy, I thought I'd find you here. Stevie, I've changed my mind about firing you. Canavan, you're ruining my pinball game. Now, Stevie, is that any way to talk? After all, I gave you your first job. I've watched you develop into the best young reporter in this town. And believe me, Stevie, I'm proud of you. Yeah? Well, we've had some great times together, haven't we? <laughs> Remember the time I dressed you up as a chambermaid and you stole the papers out of Senator Randolph's room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old pot belly walked in on me and tried to get me to go dancing with him. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't even rumba, you remember? <laughs> and the time I sent you out to trail old Judge Pinkham? Yeah. <laughs> I found him in a taxi with a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> she turned out to be your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My third wife. What was her name again? Shapiro. Maureen Shapiro. <laughs> oh, Stevie, I knew that once we got together, you'd, we'd see how silly we were to quarrel. Why, Stevie, we're like Jamin and Pythias. Ro- Romeo and Juliet. Anthony and Kirkpatrick. Yeah, Bromo and Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, you'll come back in the paper, won't you, Steve? I, of course I will, Marty. I knew you would, Stevie. You should live so long at Mayo Brothers. Oh, now, wait, Steve. I need... Yeah, I figured that out. I wouldn't work for you, Canavan, if you were... Tony Gateson arrived in town today. Tony Gateson? The tin can era? I thought that would bring out the fire horse in you. Stevie, she's on a plane right now, about 15 minutes out. Have the other papers got it? Nope. I got a hot flash from the Cleveland airport. Steve, you've got to find out whether she's ditched the count she was engaged to. Yeah. If I play my cards right, I can scoop every sheet in town. You can beat the other reporters at the airport easily. From then on, you're on your own. Oh, boy, the tin can heiress and the count. What a story. Canavan, you just hired yourself a reporter. Good boy. Get going. Just a second. I think this pinball machine is going to pay off. 
Oh, well, you can't win all the time. Right on time, right on time. Excellent work, pilot. Have a nice trip? Yes, sir. No trouble at all. Fine. Are you Miss Gateson, young lady? No. I'm Tony Gateson. Well, Miss Gateson. Say, did I want to ever tell you that you look like Ann Sheridan? No, two or three of the Warner Brothers. Hmm. <laughs> and I thought it was my idea. That's besides the point, though. I came here to warn you that there's a bunch of reporters waiting outside for you. Oh, dear. I thought I might lose them this time. You can. That's why I'm here. The airline asked me to see that you weren't inconvenient. Well, I really can't thank you enough, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh... Uh, Hammerschlager. Hammerschlager? Yes, my father was Spanish. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Now, I know how you feel about these smart aleck reporters, Miss Gateson. They're always annoying our passengers. Your company is very thoughtful. Will you have a c- uh, cigarette, Mr. Hammerschlager? Thank you, thank you. A light? No, no, no. I'm going to put the cigarette in my hope chest as a souvenir of a real live countess. If that's what you're saving it for, I have a light. Oh, I see. You mean the no-count count took the count? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Well, that's news. No wonder you're so anxious to escape reporters. All I ask is a few days to get as much distance as possible between me and His Highness. After that, they can print what they please. But they'll say you're going looking for another count. No, thanks, mister. Never again. When those phony counts look at me, all they can see is money. What? When they look at you, all they can see is money? That's all. Hmm, four F.I.s. <laughs> anyway, the next man who slips a ring on this finger will have to be a good American title like plumber or bricklayer, motorman or anything but a reporter. You don't like reporters, eh? Why should I? Listen to this clicking. Tony Gateson buys a self-account. Ken Ken County says American men are bores. An exclusive interview by Steve Layton. Steve Layton, eh? Yes, Steve Layton, gentleman of the press. He must have the mind of a moron. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> he probably wears a toupee. Well, only on cold nights. <laughs> you say, how do you know so much about Steve Layton? Well, I don't really. I just see him around the YWCA a lot, you know. <laughs> oh, is that so? I'm beginning to wonder about you, Mr. Red. Wonder about me? Uh-oh, look out there on the field. Who are all those men? Oh, they must be reporters. Yeah, the same thing that occurred to me. Well, you won't need me anymore, Miss Gateson. I have a phone call to make. So long. Hey, there he is now. Come on, let me out, please. Gangway there. Hey, stop Steve, somebody. Stop him. Oh, it's too late now. Well, what did Mr. Hammerslogger do? Mr. Hammerslogger? Lady, you were talking with Steve Layton. Oh, yeah. Steve Layton? Well, he said he was sent for the airline ship. Ah, that's Steve, all right. Now, how about a statement for the rest of the press, Miss Gateson? Why, yes. Yes, I'll make a statement. Oh, quiet. Oh, no, quiet. Quiet, please, boys. Ready? Take this down, please. Miss Antoinette Gateson, Tony to you boys, takes pleasure in announcing her engagement to Mr. Stephen Layton of the New York Express. What? Yes. And as a little engagement gift, I'm settling a million dollars on Steve again. Steve, you're a, you're murder. Solid murder. What a story. Oh, it's nothing any white-blooded American boy couldn't do. Wait till Tony Gateson finds out you're a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Will she burn? Hey, I, boss. Today's Chronicle Globe and Dispatch. Oh, thanks, boy. Now, let's see what the Globe thinks is news, Steve. Tony Gateson to... 
<laughs> Marty. Marty, what is it? <laughs> Let me see that paper. Give me that paper, Marty. Tony Gateson. Tony Gateson to marry a reporter. Steve Layton gets tin can heiress and a million dollars. Steve Layton. Hey, she can't do this. It's a plot. Give me the other papers, quick. Reporter lands heiress gets one million. Marty, I've been framed. Marty, Marty, say something to me. Steve, this is a funny business, isn't it? The biggest news break in months happens to someone on my own staff. And every paper in town scoops me. I know, Marty, but gee, I couldn't do it. But anything. that's the way it goes, I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry, Marty. Sure. I'm sorry, too, old kid. Now get out of here! You're fired! Marty, wait, this is a fake. I'll make her eat this story. Ah, you're finished! You'll never make another dime in this town on the newspaper. Get out! Marty! Well, you feel that way. Uh, Mr. Layton? <laughs> yeah, I just read the news. Congratulations. Thanks, pal. I represent the Wilson Marine and Launch Corporation. Would you be interested in buying a yacht? No, I wouldn't be interested in buying a yacht. Well, uh, how about a nice pair of water wings? Well, maybe I could use a pair of water wings. I'm thinking of drowning myself. The hard way. Uh, Mr. Layton? I'm from Henderson Motors. We happen to have a very fine Packard in stock, and I thought... Go away, will you? Right downstairs at the curb, Mr. Layton. Just drive it yourself and see what a bargain it is. I have the keys with me. I can drive it myself? Oh, you bet. And give me the keys. I I think I'll take a little trip out to the Gateson estate. <laughs> to see you, sweetie? Yeah. Well, give her a kiss for me. Oh, I will. Just before I saw her in half. <laughs> Tell me how to get to the gates in the state. Yeah, just as soon as I finish with the dame in this car. Okay. Why, you, Stevenson. Tony Gateson. So the law finally caught up with you, huh? Hello, Stevenson. Have you seen the papers? Yeah. Uh, what else is new? Okay, okay, wise guy. Uh, your paper got looped, didn't it? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Break it up, break it up. I ain't got all day. What'd you do, officer? 85 miles an hour on a county highway. Failure to stop at a red light. Passing four cars on the wrong side of the road. Failure to stop for an officer of the law. And reckless driving. Is that all? I also smuggle a little dope. Well, well, won't this make a tasty tidbit for the late edition? Really, Miss Gateson, I simply must leap into my little packet and scurry off the telephone. I really must. Goodbye. Where did you get a packet? Oh, there are ways for a smart young man to get a packet. Ta-ta, my sweet. Officer, ask to see this man's registration. That looks like a stolen car to me. What? Hey, is that your car, bud? Well, no. All right, where did you get it? Well, I, I borrowed it. That's what he says. If you ask me, this character looks very much like Gearship, uh, Gearship Hammerslager, the well-known car thief. Well, that's ridiculous, officer. <laughs> I couldn't steal a car if I wanted to. Oh? Uh, why not? I've only got an A card. <laughs> well, now you've got an S card. A summons. 
Comes Act One of Love is News, starring James Gleason, Ann Sheridan, and Jack Benny. Before we hear Act Two, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. Have you ever walked into a room with a light behind you so that your shadow on the wall looks big and distorted? Well, you know, anyway, certain shades of face powder can do much that same sort of thing to your skin. I mean, certain unflattering shades of powder can seem to create false shadows on your face and make you look older. Now, are you sure that the shade of face powder you're using right now isn't a false friend? Are you sure the shade of powder you're using makes your skin look not older, but younger, fresher, lovelier? Well, here's a chance for you to try the nine basic shades of face powder and find the one shade that does the most for your skin. Yes, I will send you free all the nine rich, lovely shades of Lady Esther face powder. And you can find the one shade that does most to bring out all the glory of your skin, to flatter not only your skin, but your hair, your eyes, your whole appearance. Here's all you do. Just send me your name and address, and I'll see that you receive a gift package containing all nine shades of Lady Esther face powder. Among them will be one shade that does more than any other for your skin. And when you come to it, you will know it. You'll say, there, that's it. That's the right shade for me. So don't put it off. Write your name and address on the back of a penny postcard and mail it to Lady Esther, Chicago. Yes, that's all the address you need. Lady Esther, Chicago. And now the curtain rises on the second act of Love is News, starring Jack Benny as Steve Layton, Ann Sheridan as Tony Gateson, and James Gleason as Marty Canavan. Steve and Tony are in the small-town courtroom waiting for the judge to decide their cases. All right, court is now in session. Well, young woman, <clears throat> reckon I better collect the fines from you. How much money have you got, huh? But, Judge, can't you wait until my lawyer gets here? No, no, I let you call him, but I ain't waiting. I run an honest court, and I don't like lawyers around. Honest? Hmm. You make two ten-cent phone calls, and you charge the dollar. Not that I mind the money. The 80 cents was for tax. What kind of tax is that? Well, I ain't got a name for it yet, but it'll come to me. You're wasting your time, Judge. You belong in Washington. All right, all right. Let's get along with the fining. I got a date this afternoon. I'm going catfishing. Catfishing? <laughs> Do people actually try to catch those silly things? <laughs> You're feeling pretty chipper there, ain't you, Bob? <laughs> Why not? Henderson Motors told you I had permission to drive that Packard. I'm in the clear. Uh, I reckon that's right. Young woman, how big a fine can you afford? You just let yourself go, Judge. I'll write a check. <laughs> not in this court you won't, huh? One speedy we caught gave me a check on a bank. It turned out he never had no account there. Who was that scoundrel? Find himself Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got $25, young woman? $25? Yeah. Judge, that's an insult. Miss Gayton is one of America's richest heiresses. Oh, she is, huh? Make it $50. Sweet of you to help me, Stevie. Well, you wouldn't expect me to desert my fiancé. You can't shove this girl around, Your Honor. Her father's a big man. Oh. Controls a dozen banks, half a dozen railroad companies. Has a half interest in an iron claw machine. <laughs> an iron claw machine, huh? Make it $100. He hears about this, he can make plenty of trouble for you. He's so influential, even his butcher speaks to him. Oh. <laughs> well, now you got me scared. 
Young woman, I ain't gonna find you a single lead cent. That's red cent. Ain't you seen them new pennies, Sonny? <laughs> well, it's certainly sweet of you not to find me, Judge. Yes, isn't it? Said I'm gonna throw you in jail for 30 days. Well, well, how do you like that, Miss Gates? Hey, hold up. Yeah, Judge. Put this young woman in cell 13. Oh, you love that. It's the cell with a view. Really? A view of what? Cell 14. <laughs> Reserving cell 13 for 88 keys. Well, don't worry about him. <laughs> you know, he's still giving the farmer's daughter music lessons. Well, okay, Jed. And look, put this young fella in the cell next to her. Hey, wait a minute. I haven't done anything. What are you putting me in jail for? For laughing at catfish. Now get going. Go on. <laughs> This is such a charming old jail. It reminds me of an 18th century uh, castle, especially the plumbing. Well, there's one consolation. What's that? They love me in St. Joe. <laughs> oh, Steve again. What, Tony Ken? You know, the biggest reason I like it here is because I'm with the man I love. You and me, kid. You and me. <laughs> Can't you just see the headlines in the papers? Stevekins goes to jail to be near his Tonykin. Well, at least you can't do that to me, not when you're safe in a cell. Aren't you forgetting that this judge let me out for a little while? But you said, I mean, you told the judge. I know, darling, and I did part of my nose. But I also phoned the newspapers. Why? You... All but this spread. Your paper's been drooped again, dear. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> All the low down. I'll get you for this, you Morgenthau bait. I'll tear this cell apart. I'll chew my way through the wall, brick by brick. Hey, 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 what's all the fuss? What's going on here? Judge, did you ever meet a murderer? No, can't say as it did. Well, put me in that cell with her, then come back in ten minutes and shake hands. Young fella, this is a respectable jailhouse. Uh, suppose I did put you in there with her. How do I know you'd murder her? Judge, you think of everything. Well, I'll be dogged if I ain't glad one of you's getting out of here. Who's getting out? She is. Lawyer just showed up with one of them habeas corpses. All right, now get along now. Uh, well, now I'm beginning to like it here. Judge, how much is the fine for laughing at catfish? Fifty dollars. I'm mighty fond of them critters. All right. All right, I'll pay it. Let him out, too. Oh, no, you don't. I stand on my constitutional right. I'm staying right here. Uh, 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 uh. Out you go, young fella. Okay, okay. When will I see you again, Steve again? That's easy. You'll see me again when a gentleman with horns and a tail knocks on your door and says, Miss Gateson, it's frozen over. <laughs> Come in. Hello, Steve. I couldn't wait for it to freeze over. Look, this is my room, and that ermine wrap you're wearing doesn't match the wallpaper. Things like that upset me. Well, shall I remove the wrap, or will you remove the wallpaper? Neither. If you're doing relief work, the slums are two blocks east. Now, good night. <laughs> You'll have to throw me out. And sit down. I never wrestle with strangers. <laughs> what are you doing, dear? Throwing on a button? No, making a crazy quilt. Little, 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 little. <laughs> Here, darling, let me throw that. You? Well, why not? I'm really good at it. This I've got to see. 
Here's the button, here's the needle, and here's what every young girl should know about sewing. I won't need it. Well, you certainly look domestic. By the way, aren't, aren't we still engaged? Not the fashion. Well, in that case, come here. What are you going to do? Something that's done in the best engaged circles, known as a kiss. Not too late to back out. Are we still engaged? Yes. Well... you to know I came here tonight to apologize for putting you in the fleet tent. I'm truly sorry. Well, Tony, I'm, I'm sorry I was so nasty. You weren't nasty, see? Yes, I was. I was a perfect stinker. No, you weren't. Oh, yes, I was. Well, don't quit now. <laughs> I feel terrible. You lost your job because I let your paper get pooped. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll find something. Oh, well, I suppose I'd better be going. Yes, I think you'd better. Here, I finished on your button. Good job? Great. Couldn't have done better myself. I'm glad you like it. Now, I'll put them back on before you catch toes. Put what back on? Your trousers. Good night, Steve. Yikes! I forgot what I was sewing the button on. <laughs> Cast your eyes on this button, Canavan. You ever see any better sewing? Now listen, Steve. Look, the thread goes right Steve, through the hole. Will you forget the button and listen? I've got a surprise for you. And she never suck herself once. What do you think of that? I think you're nuts. Oh. But you're a lucky boy, Steve. You've got a swell girl and a swell job. You're darn right I got a swell girl. You're darn right I got a... Huh? What job? You're rehired and promoted to city editor. Cindy quick and you're taking over. Is this on the level? Oh, my word of honor. Nuts to that. Is this on the level? <laughs> Yes, my boy, I'm giving you a job. Take a look at the door of Findlay's office. Go ahead, read it. Stephen Layton, city editor. Well, I'll be... This isn't like you, Canavan. Your mother's the only person you ever gave anything to. And that was a hot foot. I know you've got the stuff, Steve. That Gateson thing was just a bum break. You certainly made it tough for me, Marty. Tough? Yeah, and i got to convince myself that you're not a heel. <laughs> Always kidding, Steve. Well, go on and go on in. Get acquainted with the furniture. Okay, but I don't believe it. He's not a heel. He's not a heel. He's not a heel. How do you like that guy? Let me give my mother a hot foot. <laughs> At that, I'll bet she'd jump about three feet. <laughs> He's not a heel. He's not a heel. He's not a heel. He's not a heel. Congratulations, Mr. Layton. Oh, hello. How'd you get in here? It's me, Dan. I wanted to be the first to wish you luck on the new job. Like the flowers on your desk? Sure. Wait a minute. What's wrong? There's a peculiar smell in the air. How'd you find out about this job so fast? Well, I... I knew it. You cooked it up yourself. Well, why not? After all, it's my fault you were fired. My father had his own stock in the paper. And I told him how clever you were, and he said that... That's enough. The deal's off, Tony. Oh, but Steve... Skip it. Nobody can buy me a job. 
Now, please, Steve. I was only trying to think, uh, straighten things out again. Did I do it wrong? In a big way. Just because your old man is a millionaire, you think you can buy anything in the world. Well, I'm not for sale. My career isn't for sale. From now on, you forget you ever met me. Goodbye and good luck with your next train seal. Steve. Here, our engagement's over. Take back your old button. <laughs> Drink up, Johnson. Sort of crowding it, aren't you, kid? Just a sentimental gesture. Celebrating the story of my life with 25 drinks. Okay. Two more beers, Mike. Okay. Yes, sir. For 25 years, I was a clown. For two minutes, I was a city editor. I'm back to normal. Fascinating, isn't it? Oh, gee. Well, well. Little Miss Muppet. Pull up a puppet and sit down. They told me I'd find you here. Won't hey, you... aren't you Tony Gateson? Yes. Steve, all I ask is that you listen to... Hey, the... fellas, look who's here! Tony Gateson, the answer to Morgan Forrest's prayer! I'm sorry, boys, I'm sorry. I didn't come here to give an interview. I came here to get one. With Mr. Layton. And I may need your help. This place is getting too risky. I think I'll try the free lunch at the store club. Hold him, boys. Hey, what is that? What is that? Mr. Layton, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Now, let go of me, young man. Don't you think Tony Gateson's a human being? Why don't you treat her like one? When are you going to start acting like one yourself? You're hanging up on me, eh? A fine bunch of friends. When are you going to forget her money? Is it her fault she's rich? Maybe not, but... When did you first realize you loved her? When the judge put it... Never mind. Do you remember the time you kissed her? Take it easy now. We're, we're surrounded. When are you going to kiss her again? Now, Tony, please. When are you going to kiss her again? Right now. Benny and James Gleason for your appearances tonight with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players. We enjoyed every minute of Love is News. Thank you, Mr. Bradley. As you probably noticed, we enjoyed every minute of it, too. <laughs> but even more important than the fun we had is the pleasure of knowing that all the benefits from these programs go to the support of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, which is so important to our industry. And now, before you hear about next week's, uh, next week's program, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Sheridan. Do you know that the shade of face powder you've never think of selecting for yourself may be the very shade that does most for your skin? Nobody can select her most becoming shade of face powder by the way it looks in the box. There's only one way to find what I call your lucky shade of face powder. And that's to try the nine different shades right on your own skin before your own mirror. You know your lucky shade when you come to it. It makes your skin look so vivid and exciting. Seems to give it new depth and tone, new beauty. Now, you don't need to buy nine shades to try them all on your skin. I'll send them to you without cost, so that you can try them one after another on your skin. You may discover that you've been this innocent victim of a shade that hides the beauty of your skin instead of revealing it. So do this without fail. Send the penny postcard with your name and address to Lady Esther, Chicago. 
I see that you receive without delay all nine of the lovely, exciting shades of Lady Esther face powder. Remember, all the address you need is Lady Esther, Chicago. I'm sorry, but wartime restrictions don't permit me to make this offer in Canada. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present their radio version of a great motion picture, Backstreet. It will star Martha Scott and Charles Boyer. Be sure to listen. Jack Benny appeared tonight through the courtesy of Mary Livingston. Dan <laughs> Sheridan can now be seen in the Warner Brothers production, Edge of Darkness. James Gleason can currently be seen in the 20th Century Fox Technicolor picture, Crash Dive. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To save materials, buy the larger size of Lady Esther face cream. Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.